0: Hello, my friend, you are listening to a brand new episode of Tide Pod, and we are about to dig into one of those quote unquote fluffy topics that actually is the make or break between being a successful leader, okay? So I know that we talk a lot about hard skills like hiring and writing job descriptions and doing this and doing that and performance reviews, blah, 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 so on, so forth. Those are hard skills, but soft skills like leading with empathy, are very, very challenging. And yet they make one of the greatest differences between having a good team and having a great team, right? Because you are one of the biggest deciding factors between the success of your team as the leader. So I know that it can be super, super tempting to think of leading with empathy as a luxury, as a nice to have that you just don't have the capacity for, right? Because you already wear too many hats and thinking about these soft skills is just a hat too many and you don't have the room for it. However, we must bring it to the surface because neglecting empathetic leadership in your company is a vital mistake. It is a cornerstone to the success of any leader that I have ever worked with. So we're going to talk about it, okay? Go ahead and get cozy. Let's get into this conversation around the soft skill of empathetic leadership. Hello, my friend. It's Tiana Tai, team dynamics consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now you are tuning into the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So, go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to TIEPOD. Today's episode is brought to you by Dubsato. Let me let you in on the world's best little secret. Dubsado is one of those systems that has literally reshaped and revamped the way I do business on a daily basis. It is one of my top three to die for systems that help things run smoothly on the back end. My team uses Dubsado daily for client management. It keeps us organized, on track, and serving our clients at the highest level possible. I am not lying when I say about 70% of what my team has been able to automate with the system, y'all know I teach about that all the time, is automated in Soto. Yes, client onboarding, I mean, come on. Now you know. I'm not going to talk so highly about this and leave you hanging. I have got a partnership with DubSato that's going to save you 20% on your first year. You can simply go to the website and use code TIANA20, that's tianna 2 to save 20% on your first year of DubSato. Let me tell you personally, it is worth the investment. It literally changes everything. The incomparable Oprah Winfrey once said, leadership is about empathy. It is about having the ability to relate to and connect with people for the purpose of inspiring and empowering their lives. Now, the real question here is, is that just a nice quotable moment or does it actually hold weight within your journey as a leader of your company? I can give you a more technical definition of this whole empathetic leadership thing here. So a more technical way to say that is empathetic leadership is the ability to lead with an understanding of others' thoughts, feelings, and rationale through inclusion. I love, love, love that definition because it brings to the surface this concept of bringing inclusivity to the table and to the conversation around empathy. So without overcomplicating the topic, I do want to just break down what empathetic leadership does and does not look like. And so one of the easiest ways we can do that is by discussing the four levels that lead up and kind of surpass empathy. This is a really interesting way to think about this, so let's get into it. So again, we're not starting with empathy. We're starting a couple of levels below that. And this is where many of us naturally start, okay? And we want to really surpass that and at bare minimum, get up to the empathy level. But level one is pity. So what is pity? That is quote unquote, I feel sorry for you. Now, sometimes we kind of, pity gets a bad rap. Because we see it as a bad thing to someone else because it's just like, I feel sorry for you and people don't want to be pitied. They say, don't pity me. Because if we're not careful, it can come with this connotation of looking down on somebody. Like you're pretty much saying, wow, that really sucks for you and having that almost nonchalant attitude because their issue may not be impacting you directly or personally. And so with that being said, to be honest with you, y'all, pity gets a bad rep for a pretty good reason. Like, we don't want to have that nonchalant attitude, that very disconnected, disengaged attitude, simply because something does not directly impact us. If we see it impacting our team members, it should matter to us, right? So we want to... Move beyond that first level of pity and of just being like, dang girl, that sucks. Moving on. So, what happened to the X, Y, and Z that you owe me at two o'clock, right? So, let's go ahead and surpass that and let's talk about what level two is. So, level two is slightly better than level one and it's sympathy. Sympathy is really the default for many who try to put a concerted effort into just not taking that nonchalant stance of saying, Ooh, girl, that sucks for you. It is the layer above it. And it feels like a really great choice because we want to be sympathetic to our team members and their issues. What is the phrase that I use to really describe sympathy? It's, I feel for you, right? So it is the layer above the. Um, I feel sorry for you and it's I feel for you for your situation. But once again, although it is a step above from pity, it still has this element of distance, of distancing yourself from that situation and being an outsider looking in. So again, because you're removed from the situation, you are um, separated, a little bit disengaged, but more so than just the pity, it demonstrates that you can understand that it would logically be terrible to experience what it is that the person is experiencing. So not a terrible place to be. There are many a situation in which sympathy is the appropriate response. But again, today we're talking about empathy, which Da is the next level up from sympathy. So just to recap, pity was I feel bad for you. Sympathy is I feel for you. But empathy, that third level, what you are getting at today, really gives this feeling of I feel with you. Whoa. Now that's a big difference here. So I want you to listen to that again. Listen to the difference between I feel sorry for you, I feel for you, And I feel with you. Now, all of a sudden, you are included in this experience, in this conversation. So perhaps you have gone through a similar situation and you deeply know how it feels to be in that person's shoes. So with that in mind, you can offer guidance, advice, or support on the issue. This is where you want to be at bare minimum as a leader whenever possible. Now, let me be 100% honest here. This can be really, really tricky because let me give a very real and visceral example here. Perhaps your team member has experienced a loss in their personal life, a loss of a loved one, and you have never experienced a loss. Thank the Lord that just has not been your experience as of yet, right? So how do you demonstrate empathy and demonstrate that you feel with somebody if what you really only are genuinely feeling in the moment is sympathy? You feel for them? maybe even a little bit of pity you feel bad for them but at least don't phrase things that way Um, how do you demonstrate that I feel with you if you've never actually had that experience yourself that is a great question and a honest to goodness difficult question to answer without knowing the specifics of a situation top advice I can give for you is one to just really try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and then two be honest and be authentic with it because we can smell disingenuity from a mile away. I don't even know if I said that word right. Disingenuity, there we go, from a mile away. So don't fake the funk if you really truly cannot empathize. You you would be better served to, you know, express that you haven't had that experience but you genuinely feel for somebody rather than trying to pretend that you get it, right? Uh, We don't like it as human beings when people try to pretend that they get something, especially the heavier it is. And we know that they've never experienced it. Like there are very few things that irk people more than having almost like that trauma battle of, oh, I totally understand. You're like, no, you don't. You have never been in my shoes. Please stop pretending. It's not helpful to anybody. Okay, so definitely avoid being um, unauthentic when at all possible. It can be more appropriate to lean into sympathy. However, because we're talking about empathetic leadership, I did want to give you a very honest and practical definition of what it means to genuinely feel with somebody and offer your own guidance, advice and support from the lens of I have experienced this before so I can kind of be in this with you to some extent. Quick, quick note. I'm getting too deep into this, but I have to say it real quick. Quick note, there is a difference in feeling um, feeling an experience with somebody and trying to project your own expectation and perspective of how that experience should be handled based on your previous experience with it, okay? So I do just want to put it on your heart to remember that we all process things differently. And so if it it can be something that's not even as heavy as a loss, right? It can be uh, being disrespected by a client or um, experiencing a really big disappointment in a launch that your team member was in charge of. Like there could be very business relevant uh, experiences that we want to be empathetic with our team members with again. But... But I do just want to put it on top of your mind that trying to dictate how someone should respond to something is not the same thing as feeling something with somebody. So if you want to share your own personal experience with them and let them in on that part of you, absolutely feel free. But just be really careful not to get into telling somebody how they should feel or how they should handle something or how they should manage it, because that is not empathy. Okay? Okay. So let's move on to the fourth level. Whoa, there is something that surpasses empathy. Why, yes, yes, there is. And we are going to talk about it because I love this one. To be honest, it is the fourth level for a reason. We can't get into it all of the time as leaders, but it is really, really powerful and it is compassion. Okay, so if pity was I feel sorry for you, sympathy was I feel for you, empathy is I feel with you, then compassion is I am moved by you. That's why this is the fourth and top level of this entire journey of this spectrum here, right? Because feeling with somebody And being moved by somebody are really just like peak level experiences here. Now, I consider this to be a step above empathy because it is, you know, you feeling with them moves you to take an action to actually alleviate their distress Okay, so you're no longer just with them providing comfort, holding space, but you are doing something actively to help them move from that environment, from that situation. Okay, so again, if you are a leader and you are operating in compassion and empathy, you're not just talking about it, you're not just holding space for it, you're doing something about it. Okay, and that's why this is the next stage, the next level. This is a great place to be, but let me just remind that, of course, this is going to take a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of commitment, and... It has to be an appropriate situation in which you should be getting involved and being moved by somebody. Like there are definite boundaries here, depending on whether the challenge that we are trying to be empathetic about is personal in nature or professional in nature. You may not actually have the means, the time, or again, the right to step in and be moved to do something for somebody. So let me give a professional example. Perhaps a client was incredibly disrespectful to one of your team members. Like we know in customer service, look, I used to be a barista at Starbucks, right? And so there was this one time I can remember it was a new team member, the, literally the silliest freaking situation you can possibly imagine. A new team member makes a bagel for one of our most consistent customers, gives him reduced fat cream cheese with that bagel. When I tell you this man left, you know, was theoretically putting his schmear on his bagel, circled back, upset, livid that he was given reduced fat cream cheese when he wanted regular cream cheese. And he tore into my team member so badly, like profanity, yelling, full shebang, that she started crying. And I will never forget our manager coming out and going to bat and eliminating this circumstance, this environment by one, removing the team member from that situation and saying, you do not need to be here to listen to this. You like go to the back, take a moment and then defending her to our client and customer, right? He established a boundary with that client and made it very, very clear that while it was okay to you know, talk about his discontent, it was not okay to treat our team members in that fashion. And that is a great example of having compassion and being moved to actually do something on behalf of your team. Now on the flip side. If this was a situation that, you know, you hear about as a leader, but it was a family member who did something incredibly disrespectful to your team member or what have you, it's not necessarily in your place to be moved by them to the extent that you're going to call up the family member and go to their defense. Like There are definitely boundaries in place here. So that's why I really want to call to your attention that while compassion is incredible and it's really impactful to kind of step in and be the champion for our people. There are definite time and place scenarios in which this is appropriate as a leader within a professional context. So, that is that. That is the conversation I wanted to have with you today around how to actually lead with empathy. And so as a reminder, as a quick recap, that means moving beyond level one of pity and feeling sorry for somebody, surpassing level two of sympathy and just feeling for somebody but still being a bit disconnected, into the lovely land of empathy and feeling with our people as much as possible by offering guidance advice, support, sometimes just the space to feel what it is that we are feeling. Every once in a while, that may bring you up a level to compassion where you are actually moved to do something to alleviate that re- that stress for a team member, alleviate that distress, but that is within reason for obvious reasons. So I hope that this was really helpful for you to see kind of the difference, the nuance and what it means to truly lead with empathy per usual, come have a conversation with us on social media. You can chat with me on LinkedIn or on Instagram if you want more context, more stories around this topic. And if you have not yet done so, I am looking forward to seeing the review that you leave for Tide because I truly read each and every one. They make such a big difference to our ability to keep creating this content for you. I will see you on the next episode, my friend.